All right, before we get into today's episode, we want to quickly tell you about another ESPN podcast, The Mina Kimes Show, featuring Lenny, where Mina talks all things football with her unique brand of humor and insight. The 2021 NFL season is right around the corner, and Mina's friends join each episode to talk about the NFL's latest storylines, along with her football-loving dog, Lenny, making frequent contributions. Find The Mina Kimes Show, featuring Lenny, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, 30 for 30 is back with Breakaway, a film about WNBA superstar and activist Maya Moore. This film explores the story of Moore, one of the best basketball players in the world, stepping away from the sport for a remarkable reason, to fight for a man she believed was wrongly imprisoned. Stream Breakaway now only on ESPN+. You know, R.C., Misha Tate, it was great to see her come back in the way that she did. It was great to watch her training camp, how she physically developed after having her kid, being away for so long and being in such phenomenal shape as she walked into the octagon. But she blessed us with her presence on this weekend. You know who else got blessed last weekend? I don't like the guy. I don't like Jake Paul. But he blessed my boy Dustin Poirier. I mean, he blessed him with that Sleepy <laughs> McGregor chain. You saw the Sleepy McGregor chain? Dude, right, said right. The chain was $100,000. Gave it to Poirier to donate to chain. I mean, look at this chain. What is up with this Jake Paul? You got nice cool. What is going on with this dude? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. This dude, this dude understands how to make headlines. Jake Paul understands how to make money. And when you can give a $100,000 chain away, you know what it tells me, DC? Me and you ain't doing something right. Because if I get a $100,000 chain, first off, I'm going to be divorced because my wife going to leave me. Secondly, <laughs> if I give it away, I'm going to be dead. Those are the two things that will follow. And so now, Dustin Poirier say, you know what? I'm about to give this away and make some money for charity because even he knows, as tough as he is, he does not need to be walking around with a $100,000 around his neck <laughs> you know what rc it, it tells me that jake paul is really rich like jake paul is really really Man, rich he's giving away a hundred thousand dollars but stupid rich for me what makes me happy right about this gift from jake paul is that dustin poirier through the good fight foundation will take this he will auction it and he will give more money yeah. to the community that him and i grew up in in lafayette louisiana this dude's efforts in terms of his giving back to the community is second to none. It's unmatched. Now, he hasn't given five hundred grand like Connor did to the kids in Lafayette, but he is quickly approaching right. that number, and this will help a tremendous amount. But, I mean, that chain is actually a really nice necklace, but who would actually do that? You know, it's crazy. The crazy thing about Jake Paul <laughs> is everybody hates him. But everybody pays attention. Yeah. And he does it over and over and over. And he did it once again. He Mm -hmm. tied himself to the biggest fight that we've had in a really long time. UFC 264 McGregor versus Poirier 2 a couple weeks ago. Hey, listen, uh, Jake Paul, his brother Logan Paul, these dudes are understanding (laughs) how to print money. 
right? They're understanding how to be exciting, even if it doesn't come to boxing, right? Even if it doesn't come to the combat sport. But I'm going to tell you about a guy, DC, who has been exciting in the octagon, who has been exciting in the UFC, and who's making his return. And that's TJ Dillashaw. He gets an opportunity right away to go up against Corey Sanhagen in what's going to be a huge fight that sets up what could be a championship fight for the winner. And we all know what happened with TJ Dillashaw, right? He, he was popped, right? He took P PEDs. So with this dude returning, with TJ Dillashaw getting an opportunity to be back in the ring after some of the excitement that we saw from him in the past, what are you expecting from this former champ? And do we see him return to glory sooner than later, DC? You know what, RC? When I think about TJ Dillashaw, it's hard to talk about him because he's kind of become a bit of a uh, a People hate that he got caught for what he got caught with. But when you talk about him from a skills perspective, and only skills, I'm not talking about the story. I'm not talking about everything else. In terms of just flat-out skills, T.J. Dillashaw is as good as they come. I remember being on the same card with him mm -hmm. when he fought against Henry Morrell back in 2015. When he became the champion of 14. And everybody yes. thought Henry Morrell at that point was the number one fighter in the world. Dillashaw wiped him completely out. Dillashaw ran through him yeah. like you wouldn't he believe it. He felt unbeatable at that but time. But in Corey Sanhagen. Yeah. No, he was the man. Right? He was the man at that time. But Corey Sanhagen is as good as they come. This dude is an absolute killer, Ryan Clark. He almost killed Frankie Edgar with the jumping knee that he landed <sighs> that to knee. win their last <laughs> fight. I mean, that was crazy. What he did to Marlon Marais on Fight Island. Yeah. This dude got beat by Aljamain Sterling, and he came back a completely different human being. And he is not only winning fights, he is destroying people. And he has the look of a future champion. The dude is young, 29 years old, 14 and 2. One of the biggest advantages I think he has, the dude's 5'11". I told Corey last time I talked to yeah. him. Enter the Sandman. That's his nickname. Enter the Sandman. Because this dude <laughs> comes to put you to sleep and drown you. But TJ Dillashaw, if he is still what he was to beat Baral twice, to beat Cody Garbrandt in the way that he did twice, we are looking at the absolute highest level of mixed martial arts on Saturday night. And I can't wait to call it. This is absolutely the highest level of fighting. And TJ Dillashaw has been the guy that we've seen perform at that level. But because of the layoff and because of the reasons of the layoff, he had to answer some questions. Here's TJ Dillashaw on his PED use. I got suspended for two years. I failed a drug test. The day away and I got drug tested and I was taking an anemia medication called Procrit because I became anemic, trying to cut to 125 pounds. You know, I knew it was a medication I wasn't allowed to take, but uh, I was a shell of myself. You know, I woke up, didn't want to train, didn't want to go into the fight. You know, looking back on it, shouldn't have tried to go to the weight class I did, but it was a huge goal that I wanted to reach, something that hadn't been done. My body didn't want me to do it, and unfortunately, I am now paying the price for making the decisions I did. I'm always going to regret that decision. Everyone makes mistakes in this world, and it's how you handle them. You know, it's how you how you pick yourself up off the floor and 
and lead by example to my son of how I'm going to handle adversity and, and the wrong decisions I've made. So again, I'm not going to let a mistake, you know, dictate who I am. Short time, short time. DC, listen, this it. is a decision that he made. He's accountable for that decision. He, he wants his son to look at him a certain way. But how will his peers look at him, DC? What, what will you think? What will you feel? What will you see when you see TJ Dillashaw being announced again in the octagon? Well, first off, that clip, I love it. He is telling, he's facing it. Everybody has an excuse, right? He says, I know I wasn't mm -hmm. supposed to do it, but I did it anyway. So he's taking accountability. That's step number one in terms of rebuilding whatever image you may have had. Again, it'll be difficult, though, man. Once you have PDs attached to your name, there's not much you can do to try and get that stitch off of you. you, you, you that will always be tied to you. All you can do going forward is trying to uh, do everything the right way, lead by examples, and never have that issue again. You can't have these types of issues attached to your career because now people question everything. People question how did this kid come off the ultimate yeah. fighter and become the champion of the world, beat him around the way that he did. He was a machine. We have to mm -hmm. see how he looks on Saturday. Look, RC, if this dude looks like a shell of himself this weekend, it's done. It's done. I've seen it time and time right. again. When guys test positive and they come back and they don't look the same, people hold them to a different standard. They say everything they did was because of the cheating. It's uh, yes. unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But step one was, was, was T.J. Dillashaw holding himself accountable. And he did that, so hats off to him for that. But Corey Sanhagen is having no part of it. Corey Sanhagen still says that he's a cheater and he wants to rip him apart. Yeah. Listen, absolutely. It is this. Everything good you've ever done is going to be attached to that PED use. And then all the negatives, anytime you come up short, it's also going to be attached to it where people say, see, without the juice or without the extra help, you couldn't be the person that you were inside the octagon or on the field, whether it was Sean Marion, uh, whether it was uh, Julian Edelman, Sean Merriman, Julian Edelman. We've seen all these people and there's always been a question in my mind. And especially when it comes to greatness, right? When you see greatness and someone excel or exceed expectations or have a level of success that is uncommon, you always think to yourself, are they doing it the right way once they get popped? But think about Corey Sanhagen and having to be in the ring with a guy like TJ Dillashaw, knowing his history. DC, you've been through this before. Explain your mindset and the way that you feel about having fought someone that was popped for PED use. You know, RC, what's crazy about it is it, it upsets you, right? Because you want to go in and make everything right. But the reality is, as fighters, mm -hmm. you believe you can beat them anyway, right? Fighters don't chase excuses. Right. But for right. as bad as for as bad as it is to do steroids in basketball, football, track and field, it's a different thing in fighting. It's hand to hand it's, physical it's combat. It's worse. You it's can't worse. Can't do steroids. It's yes. so much worse to do steroids in mixed martial arts. So much worse. And you 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 get upset because the guys cheat the process ultimately. But you have to stay within yourself inside mm -hmm. that octagon and just fight. Because now, T.J. Dillashaw will live under a microscope 
like no one else in mixed martial arts because they are going to watch him. USADA is going to try to ensure that he's not trying to cut any more corners, especially for what he popped mm-hmm. for. He popped for something that was really bad, and uh, they're going to ensure mm-hmm. that he doesn't do that again. But Sanhagen's got to let the emotions stay outside the octagon and just go and do what he does. Yeah. Now, you know, Corey Sanhagen is a very good fighter. He has a lot of different abilities. Mm-hmm. He can do a lot of things that allow him to cause a lot of problems for different guys. His footwork and everything is tremendous. And even TJ Dillashaw said that he feels that Sanhagen has more effective footwork than the footwork king, Dominic Cruz. Yeah, and if you look at Corey Sanhagen, too, and you mentioned what he's been since the Sterling fight, it's been explosive, it's been exciting, but if you watch him throughout his career, the way he moves around the octagon, sets up his strikes, he's going to be a dude that's difficult for TJ Dillashaw. And, and when I look at this matchup, I think everybody looks at it as a way to fast track TJ Dillashaw to getting a championship shot. I don't see it that way. I see him having a very difficult opponent that says, you know what? If you don't show the way we've seen you show in the past, if you don't fight at a championship level, you're going to get destroyed. And if you're destroyed, then this is over. The The, the fight for a championship or the drive or the journey to a championship ends today and I see that as the matchup more so than just let's allow TJ Dillashaw to win a fight and now get him a title shot he's gonna have to come prepared for this fight he's been out for two years he's fighting against a dude that's on a roll that's supremely confident and would want nothing more than to show people that TJ Dillashaw is nothing without the help well the reality is this Marion Renault fought Misha Tate in her return TJ Dillashaw gets one of the best in the world and Corey Sanhagen, a guy that yes. if he can put TJ Scalp next to Frankie Edgar and everybody else, he finds himself in a title fight. And that's Saturday night on ESPN+. Plus. It's Sanhagen versus Dillashaw. I'm going to be up in that piece, RC, 7 p.m. Eastern. The prelims <laughs> start at 4 o'clock. Do not miss this fight, guys. When they talk about fight nights, this was one. I said I have got to be in the apex to watch and call because these are two of the best bandwidths in the world. And I can't wait. And RC, guess what? We got another show that was done today. And guess what, my man? I think you're getting better. Yes, as sir. We go. I'm, I said, I'm watching, I'm watching you. I'm watching detail and I'm constantly learning, bro. I'm just trying to have a good time. You're doing a great job, my brother. It's so good to do the show with you. And guys, tune in. Sanhagen versus Dillashaw Saturday, ESPN Plus. You don't want to miss it. I'm DC. That's my guy, RC. Make sure you guys tune in again next week. Until then, peace.